welcome to Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald. Hey, that's me. Hi, and welcome to Positive Talk. Our show features the best positive stories and people from around the globe as we endeavor to answer the universal question of why am I here and what is my purpose? Understanding that can change everything and knowing your greatness is fundamental to living your best life. So join us right now as together we work to create the adventure of our lifetime. And welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald. I am so excited for a number of reasons. But the number one reason is the guest that we have on this hour. She's a wonderful lady, a yoga instructor, and we're going to get into all of that. But first, I have to say this. This is uh, going to be airing on the Brushwood Media Network. And we are our show is going to be on Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern. And you'll be able to go and get the links to that and to watch the shows and will actually listen to the shows in their entirety. It'll be a great deal of fun. And I only book the best people who fit the bill, as it were, that are on this show. And one of them is with us today. And I want to introduce her to our audience. Her name is Andrea Whalen. And she I said that right, didn't I, this time? Perfect. <laughs> and she is a yoga instructor. She's got um, a Gangam Moon Yoga um, site in um, in just north of uh, um, uh, Niagara Falls in in Canada, one of my favorite places to be. And uh, it's a pleasure having you here. Yes, it's wonderful. And you've been on the show before, but. We've got so much more to talk about. So welcome to the show. How are you? I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me here. It's a pleasure to speak with you again. It's also a pleasure just to speak about the topics and the important conversations that we have. Thank you. I agree 100% because, you know, on the face of it, it doesn't appear to be that our conversations run that deep. But, oh, air contraire, they <laughs> run very deep. They do run deep and they're so important, especially for this day and age. It's essential to have meaningful conversation these days. You know, I was just having a conversation with somebody earlier today and they were saying the same exact thing, mm -hmm. that it's time that people decide that they want to live a little bit more positively and to have great conversations rather than what used to be not too long ago, and in some corners still is, the conversation around hate, division, and fear. And I want uh, everyone to recognize that that is really is a dead-end road. And mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not going to make you happy. It's not going to make you fulfilled. It's going to make you, oh, I don't know, angry. And who needs to be angry? There's enough stuff to make you angry these days. <laughs> yes. Yes. So it's awesome having you here. First of all, let's talk a little bit about you, your background. You are a yoga instructor. You're an author. You've got um, three books out, I do believe. Yes. Yes. And, and let's talk about them, first of all. So I started yoga back in New York City in 1999. Now, i got to ask you, when because mm -hmm. you started way back when. I started Positive Talk in 2003. And things like meditation and yoga and 
energy work and all of that, you know, the, those were on the fringes. Did yeah. you find yeah. that in 1999 that yoga was on the fringe? <laughs> now that you say it like that, I'll agree with that statement. I mean, what really led me to yoga wasn't yoga. It was I felt really messed up in my head and I knew that some situations weren't quite right. And I knew that I wanted to come out okay. So um, five years before that 1999 yoga class in New York City, around the corner from the Letterman, um, where he does his show or did, um, I signed myself up from reading a local newspaper for meditation classes, NLP meditation classes, just to get things put where where I felt that they should be in my mind. I, I didn't feel stable. So I did five years of meditation classes, uh, became a graduate of his program. Uh, Cecil McIntosh is his name. And his program now is called Empty Your Cup. He developed it while we were training together. And um, so once I walked into that yoga class, it was a mind body thing for me that connected instantly. And I've been falling in love with yoga ever since. Well, you do an incredible job with your yoga studio mm -hmm. and you have lots of people that go there and, and have some really uh, interesting experiences. Mm -hmm. And they learn a lot about their body and about their mind and how to quiet their mind. Would mm -hmm. that is is that one of the premier concepts of yoga is to be able to quiet your mind? I think where I'm at all of these years later, I'm I'm gonna say it's different for each body because each body is a snowflake. But for where I'm at and for what I'm teaching now, it's all about taming the monkey mind that keeps going on and on and really listening to the heart's wisdom. I'm a firm believer that we have a natural intelligence inside of us and that there's brilliance and greatness inside each one of us. And I don't think that life, um, life, jobs, education system might show some, but I don't think those are highlighted. And I really feel that in yoga class, uh, when you can be still or when there's a practice, um, you're in touch with that inner wisdom. You can hear that inner song singing through you and you can get a feel for your destiny and your greatness. And that's where it's, I'm at these days. I, and I'm right there with you because mm. one of the things that uh, this show is going to be based on is the concept. And tell me what you think about this. Mm -hmm. The concept that we, we, un we need to understand that we are all great. And to know your greatness is the first step in being able to live the life that you really choose to live in all of its glory. And then you get the adventure of a lifetime and get to discover all of that through the experiences that you have in life. Do you subscribe mm -hmm. to that philosophy? I think so. Yeah. As you were talking, I had quite a few um, things that seemed really important. <laughs> Floating in my head, but basically saying yes, yes to that, yes to that, yes to that. Um, I don't think that life shows you your greatness. Um, and so, uh, my first book, No Matter How Dark the Stain Poems and Inspiration for the Woman in Pain, is really kind of putting um, perspective and, and putting those kind of hurtful things in life into a bit of a container so that when you go into a yoga class or practice anything stillness and quiet, uh, they don't keep re-harming you by, by popping up in your mind and you don't know what to do with it. 
because that can make people turn away, not want to be still, not want to meditate or go further into practice. So I think, um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's perfect (laughs) because the thing is we were born perfect. Yeah. We came out of the womb perfect. And I like to say that, you know, it's interesting that, the the entire birth process and and becoming a human being from the sperm to the egg and and the fallopian to all that stuff the the chances of you getting here are very slim from millions of sperm to 85% of of fertilized fertilized eggs don't make it and then when you become a baby Two and a half million babies die every year in the first month of life, mm. first week of life. Mm. And so we don't recognize in a lot of cases mm-hmm. how special each one of us is just yeah. to be here. Mm-hmm. It's true. And I love this day and age, especially that you have the podcast and you've completed the hero's journey. And then someone like me, who's also completed that hero's journey, that Joseph Campbell hero's journey, um, can sit and have this conversation. Because when you and I were going through that stuff, there was none of this insight from people like us. There was TV, maybe the Oprah show was something up and coming where you could see stuff. But we weren't taught we could heal. We weren't taught that our consciousness has risen. But these things have happened. And, and for people now that are looking to heal, it's not about we've learned and we've evolved and we our consciousness has grown and expanded and risen. And we can heal with deep insight. We can heal through books. We can heal through yoga practice. And that's really important to know because I went to Brazil and to New York, to the city of dreams, looking for one. And just times have changed and it's important that people know that all you need right now that to heal and to be your destiny and to feel great is already within you. Which is a very empowering statement if you believe it and if you know it. That seems to be the big crux of the of the experience that we all have is that we're born perfect. Um, and we spend the rest of our days finding out and people telling us that we're not so perfect, that we've got problems. And so we, and at one point we have to turn that around and say, no, that's just a story that somebody told me about myself. It's mm-hmm. not true. I am that person and I can be that person. Therefore I can do anything I like. I can, I can be as good as I choose to be. And uh, I, I'm glad, you know, in the work that you do and the books that you've written, it's, it's clear that you've had challenges in your life as well. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the process, isn't it? It's part of the process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> did it have to be so many? <laughs> <laughs> Do they have to still be happening? (laughs) And the answer is yes and yes. (laughs) (laughs) You can't go back to sleep (laughs) once you are awake. Uh, A girl I met recently said, once you take the red pill, (laughs) there's no going back. 
uh, however you like to call it. You know, I, I really could look at my life one way and some people do and they'll call it um, like a tortured soul or a tragedy. And I could look at it like that. And my mind will tell me and has told me for years that that's all I am or, or whatever. But, you know, I came to, to realize and understanding that you can control how your mind works. Once you notice its patterns and where it's at, you can actually train your mind. And um, now, now these days, I like to have my mind working with me towards my goals. I've taken a lot of the old stories and turned them into love stories. It's the same mind that can tell yourself something horrible, that can tell yourself something wonderful. You don't go out and get a new mind. It's the same one. And similar too, just to make that easier in terms, of course I do deep spiritual work, but not everyone does. But when you take a puppy home, you train that puppy and you say no if it's eating your good shoes, right? Hopefully you'll say no, but it's the same thing. When you find yourself repeating that, you know, Andrea, I don't think you should have made it. You know, maybe you should die. No, no. You can train your mind. And sometimes you just have to say no. That's it. That's it. By the way, we're talking with Andrea Whalen, and we need to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to talk more about mindfulness training, how to train your mind like a puppy dog. Uh, so <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. So please stay with us. <laughs> Commercial, commercial, commercial. Song, song, song. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> and and then we'll come back. All right. <laughs> and welcome back to the show, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald, oddly enough. And uh, Andrea Whalen is our guest, and she is an author. She is a yoga instructor. She's an extraordinary human being, and she's done a lot of spiritual work. One of the things that she's done over time is learn how to quiet her mind. And when you quiet your mind, it's amazing the things that you can discover that just come to you. And that's, that is intuition. That is I don't know what you call it. What do you call it? <laughs> and there's one type of meditation that I love. Um, it's a Buddhist meditation called Vipassana. And it actually means insight. And the premise behind it, I like to break things down and make it very, very simple. I've read the old text. It's like reading the Bible. But let's take yoga and be very, very simple these days because our consciousness can grasp these concepts easily. Um, it means insight. When you're quiet, when your mind is still, nothing in you stops. There's more, there's something else. And that's your, your natural intelligence that's within you. And some people can relate this to the trees. Some people might notice this in nature that the trees have their own natural wisdom. They have their own natural intelligence, their communication and stuff. And we too are the same. And to think anything different, to think that you are less than a piece of creation is actually an attack on yourself. And that is not allowed. At least it shouldn't be allowed. Let's stop it from here on out. Exactly. Because it doesn't serve you. Why do you think it is that, that many of us do such things that don't serve us being a victim, being, you know, when we do a lot of those 
things that that ultimately make us not feel so good mm -hmm. well i think that's the culture um i think it has to do with the culture i think it has to do with the stories that we've been told um growing up and i think the conversations like this and why i love being on your show kevin is that it gives new stories and that's how i believe we have a new future and new generations that aren't the same as the past so why are we a victim? Because when we watch the news and, and um, like a girl was kidnapped jogging per se, that happened a lot when I was younger and then you couldn't find them anymore. And then they'd be in the woods or something. That's just a victim. That's just what happened. And so I think for a lot of girls, when bad things would happen to them, and I'm talking late 70s, early 80s, that's kind of what we copied. You would just feel like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm a victim now, which is kind of like a nothing kind of role and just be quiet about it and, shh, and don't tell anyone. And so there's, I think there's a lot of buried shame and guilt that a lot of women, uh, especially, but a lot of people, I mean, we're all the same, um, that are carrying around. And I think we're starting to wake up to notice that the old stories aren't really working out. If you look at the divorce rate, we can see that the story of um, the Catholicism and being married, like it, it's not, it's starting to open up and unravel a little bit and make way for new things. And I think in our thinking patterns, we need to be able to unravel a little of the tight ones and make way for new things. This is what I teach in my yoga classes. We're moving the body to create space in the body for health, kindness, compassion, love. These aren't seeds we're buying at the store. This is what's in us. It's just which seeds are we watering? The seeds of victimhood, hate, fear, greed? Or can we water some new seeds now? Now that we know we can, can we water the seeds within us of health, kindness, compassion, care, love? Well, you know, you just said something that I was told way back, gosh, I think it was the early 80s by a human resource director. He looked at me and he said, have you ever heard the expression, the grass is greener on the other side of the fence? I said, of course. And he said, I don't believe that. I believe the grass is greenest where you water it. Amen. I, I did climb a few mountains just to check. If it was, <laughs> and then I ate that food and I really thought it was. Um, so I played that out and I, I agree with you uh, as, as honestly as I can and as genuinely as I can that the grass is greener exactly where you put your water on it. It's an amazing, and he was a simple guy and I don't know if he had a spiritual bent to his body, but he felt really that that was the way that we should act and the way that we should be is that we should water what we choose to water and that will grow and we can become the people that we are. And, you know, <laughs> and I know that in your lifetime you've had, as I have, we've all had challenges mm -hmm. and we've all had experiences that we might call less than perfect. And uh, some of those experiences that we've all had have been, fairly horrific but there it seems to be a reason behind it over time and we can heal from it and that's i think what you're working to do a lot isn't it 
Well, maybe that's our evolution and where we're at now. Maybe we're starting to see that those things were really important for us to be sitting here. I think of of a lot of people that I've met who've had, um, you know, some terrible things happen. You and I are pretty on par for uh, a whole whack of stuff, right? Oh, yeah. And so maybe, you know, and, and I have to believe that that was that was part of, of our greatness right now and part of our reach. And here's how I see it. I see it in every day because every yoga student that walks through the doors of my house or comes onto the beach or into the wineries here to practice yoga with me, I can honestly meet them right where they're at. I know where they are. If they're going through divorce, I can meet them where they're at. If they've lost a baby, miscarriage, I can meet them where they're at, struggling with coworkers. I've got that. So it's, you know, a, a, people wouldn't take my life in a heartbeat um, for the experiences. But for me, I, I, there's, there's so many gems there that really, to be able to see somebody and then to show them that there's a way out of where they're at, show them where the light is, like reveal it back to themselves. Wow. Like, sign me up for all that stuff I went through again. But you know how I mean that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. And and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, that's why Andrea is here, because of the skills she's got and the deep conversation that we have when we get together. It really is quite remarkable. Mm -hmm. We need to make, take another really quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about the process of yoga and her books and how she is taking it to the next level, and where she's going from here. We'll cover that in the second half of the program. So I hope you'll stay with us. We'll be right back after these messages. Song, song, song. Sing, sing, sing. Play, dab, play, play. dab, dab, dab. <laughs> <laughs> yep, this is the the uh, one thing. It just I've got to learn to not let it disrupt it, uh, disrupt the, th the flow. So mm -hmm. in here we go. We're coming back. And welcome back to positive talk, ladies and gentlemen. And Andrea Whalen is with us, with us today. She's a yoga instructor. She's an author. She has been through it all as we all have to some degree or another. Mm -hmm. And she's come out the other side and she really has got a wonderful attitude about life and about herself and where it's going. And she does yoga on the beach. She does yoga in the mountains. She does yoga just about darn near anywhere. <laughs> so you can follow her. And if they want to follow you, do they go to yanga-moon-yoga.square.site? That's my website. Yeah, you can find more information about me there as well. To follow me, I would pick social media these days on Facebook, Ganga Moon Yoga, Ganga Moon Yoga on Instagram, LinkedIn, and also under my author name, Andrea L. Whalen. You can find me on those sites as well. And if you're interested in free YouTube videos of practice of stilling your mind, uh, two-minute video just to open your heart or if you'd like to see what yoga on the beach is like and join me this summer that's on youtube andrea l whalen everything's free just check it out and see how you feel after that's the main thing that Happy that's thank you for offering that because mm -hmm. it people can 
succeed at anything they choose to do, but they have to start somewhere. And yeah. it's helpful if they have somebody who can help them mm-hmm. be mindful and to quiet their mind yeah. and to understand the, because tell me, tell me this, I suspect it's true, but mm-hmm. you'll be the judge when you quiet your mind and you open your heart. Sometimes things come out that you don't expect and things that have bar- you've buried for your lifetime and they come out so that you can deal with them. Have you found that to be true? I I feel that you have to deal with everything that's come up in your life and put it in perspective. And that's what my first book was about. All of the painful stuff, all of the good stuff, it has to go somewhere. Then, and this comes into my second book, Deeper Days, 365 Yoga Inspirations for Inner Calm Amidst Chaos. Then once the pieces are all in place, you you have this uh, landing, you have this foundation where you can build and you can create and you can start to to make a life that that you like um, to add some spice and some positivity into uh, into your life. Where when you were growing up, you didn't really have that option. Things happened to you. Once those are kind of put into place. Uh, filed away. Psychology is like a big filing box in the mind and there's a file for everything. And this is important to tell people too, Kevin, is that you can handle hard things. So even though it's hard, that's okay. There's a file for that. Whatever you're dealing with, there's a file for that. Let's put it away. Make the choice to put it away. Then you can add yoga. Then you can add a practice and where you can start to, to enjoy your life, to create a life. And creating a life that you choose to rather than what happens to you is a much preferable way of living, I would think. Do you find that to be true? And this comes back to uh, a question you asked earlier about, uh, do you believe there's greatness in us all or something? And it's we're all pieces of creation. We're not separate. The sunbeams are not separate from the sun. And the sunbeams don't stop here at our arm. They go through. There's no separation. And so once you start to, to realize that you have a part in this, and what this is what I learned is karma. The action that you take is actually the karma. What steps are you taking towards what? Right? And yeah. so... It, and you really can create the life of your dreams. And that's part of why I'm sitting here today to go from where I came from to where I am today. This is what I want people to see. If I can do it, it's just me. It's just Andrea here. If I can do this, then it's possible for everybody. Of course it is. But why do so many people doubt themselves? Do you think, is it because of the stories they've always told? Yeah, it's because of the stories and the culture that perpetuates it. And it's because of the lack of stillness. It's because of not knowing what to do with the hard stuff, not knowing that you can overcome it. Um, oh, I was going to say something else to that, too, and then it slipped my mind. Oh, you were on a roll. That was great. Oh, <laughs> I was saving the best for last, and now it's gone. <laughs> It'll come back. It'll, It'll come back. Come back. Yeah, it always it always rolls around and, and uh, then it'll, it'll come back. But yeah. uh, because I agree with you and and I would love to see I, I you know, I've seen so many people in my own life that have not lived 
the life that they really wanted to live. Mm-hmm. And at the end of their days, as they were as they were about ready to exit the planet, they were sad because they hadn't. Mm-hmm. There were so many things in their life that they just wished that they'd done, and that they weren't able to do for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I, I'm all about telling people that you can live the life of your dreams and it may occasionally have a bump or two to it everything kind of does but you're learning through it uh, well, who who said it that uh, um um edison uh tried to create the light bulb a thousand times and and he failed each time until he got it right and it took him it took him a lot of, a long time but he got it right eventually yeah, so yeah. don't give up that's that's the other thing. Yeah, right? never give up. I think that's on the front of your show as well, which I like seeing. That's a, that's a good point too, because I wouldn't be sitting here if I gave up. And and I did give up, and I did give up uh, a few times, um, but it it didn't seem to last because I didn't like being stuck there. It it made me feel like what I was born into, and so I I think it's a birthing process for anything. You go a little bit forward and you fall back. And that's important to realize that is if you know that process, then when you get knocked back a little bit, you can spring back up a little bit quicker, which is important. This is resilience. This is growth. Okay. So maybe when you're young, something happened and it took you out for 10 years. Okay. So now that you're older, now that you're in your twenties or thirties, you get knocked down. Now, how fast can you get back up? Let's see. Keep going. Keep rising. Yeah. Yep. A, there's that old statement. It's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get up yeah. and getting, continuing to get up is it really becomes the only course of action to take. By the way, we're talking with Andrea L. Whalen and we need to take a real quick station break. And then uh, the second half of the show is going to follow right after that. So I hope you'll stay with us. And uh, I hope you're enjoying this broadcast because I'm enjoying this conversation immensely. She's just awesome. So we'll be right back. Song, 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 sing, sing, sing. This, this is the station break at the bottom of the hour. And then we've only got one more break for the rest of the show. Okay. So this is, this is how they tell me they want it done. So I have to listen to them a little bit um so oh who's who'd be calling me doesn't matter (laughs) bye bye see ya um are you ready to go back yep and welcome back to the show everybody you're listening to positive talk with kevin mcdonald i really hope that you are enjoying this presentation because it is really good. Andrea is spot on. She's an incredible yoga inst- instructor and writer. And and the things that she writes about are very near and dear to her heart. I wanted to touch on deeper days, but we'll do that in just a second. I want, But I wanted to ask you, how are we doing? Are we doing okay? Yes. Yes. Are you, are you having fun? Yes. This is exactly what I love to be doing. I... You know, <laughs> I'm terrible at small talk. And, uh, you know, I often wonder if, if a gentleman would ever ask me out for dinner, what the heck I would do. Because, <laughs> because <laughs> these are the conversations I like to be having, and it doesn't really fit in with past the salt. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the, it's it's like, yeah, you do what for a living? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but 
the right the right gentleman who will be in tune with your inner wisdom will come along if you hadn't already so or within uh, with his inner wisdom and we'll see what happens <laughs> and, and there'll be sparking inner wisdom between the two of you and that will be really cool we'll uh, but uh, i wanted to mention that uh, deeper days Mm -hmm. 365 yoga in yoga aspirations for the inner calm amidst, amidst chaos is a really cool i would advocate that people buy the book because you get 365 days of positive affirmations and statements and thoughts as well as you can journal in it and you can do all of that and that will give you a really really nice foundation uh, don't you don't you think so deeper days can keep you calm every day of your life. This is a practice that's been going on for decades and decades. Uh, all the ancient sages every day. And it, think of ritual. Ritual was something people did every day. Deeper days offers one little insight, a little practice of self-inquiry, a question you can ask yourself as you're making your coffee it makes you think and then offers a mantra at the end of just one little line and it's not big reading i'm talking about six or seven lines every day so while you're making your morning drink you read it ponder think about it what does it make you think of this is self-inquiry and then if you can repeat the one line at the end of each day at the end of each 365 as often as you can throughout the day this develops Focus, awareness, and concentration. It builds on top of each other. Just like you're at the gym doing bicep muscles, you can strengthen your mind. You can strengthen the connection to your heart center. It's and phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yes, and if you do that, you can actually change how your brain is wired. You can change every cell in your body. And you come from a place of creativity when you respond to people instead of reactivity. Reactivity is without any practice. When, when you strengthen your mental muscles, even for one to two minutes a day, the, it's unbelievable. And this is a year of practice. This is what got me through COVID. I've done this about four to five years of my life, every day of practice. Deeper Days also breaks down the eight limbs of yoga and makes it very, very simple. A lot of people think yoga is yoga postures and they need to be flexible and they need to touch their toes. So while we're shattering stories and awaking hearts and connecting souls, let's drop the touch your toes bit. The only thing you need to do to practice yoga is close your eyes for a minute a day, feel your breath in your body, or use the book Deeper Days that I wrote to stay connected to that one thought a day. Your mind is always going to be wandering off in thoughts, ideas, perceptions, maybe a glorious image. It's always going to wander. You can't stop that. You can focus, you can anchor the attention to your breath or to the saying in deeper days at the end, to a song lyric, maybe to a favorite smile. But every time you do that, you there's a space where we once we reacted and then we know there's a pause and that's where we can come from our creative side 
It's so amazing. It's so amazing. <laughs> I knew I'd get you excited. It's um, so amazing. Like one little thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's interesting about that is that a lot, if you're a musician, if you're a writer, if you're a poet, if you are um, in the arts and in many ways, when you quiet your mind, intuition takes over. You have no idea how many people that have written books oh, uh, mm-hmm. that are, yeah, that are musicians that will say, I have no earthly idea where that came from. It just came to me. Well, I'm here to tell you, it didn't just come to you. In many cases, I believe it was given to you. Do you believe that? I, the mind does two things. It forgets and it remembers. It forgets and it remembers. And it goes back and forth all day long. Everybody for all of us. So when, so I'll say to people when they come to yoga class, at the end of the class, I will tell everybody, you did not come here to become enlightened. You came here to because you already are. You just remembered. So it's not that the two are separate. There is no separations like the sunbeams. It's that it's always there. And you remember when you practice, you're in remembrance, you're in connection to your heart. It's not one goes in and one goes out. No, it's there. I got it. No, I, yeah, I got to tell you the (laughs) the interesting thing about a lot of people that I talk to, and I don't know if you know this gentleman or not, or have read any of his Mm. books, Neil Donald Walsh. Oh um, yeah. And, uh, but he talks about the very same things that Mm. we spend our lives remembering who we really are Mm -hmm. and to become a member of the collective of who we really are and we spend we come into this world and we have forgotten and so we spend our lives remembering there's nothing new there's nothing that we have to learn there's nothing we have to be we're already that we just have to accept our greatness and understand that we're already that and then trust that's another one of my favorite words is trust what do you think And also, I like to say to my students, trust the yoga. Trust it. Like, what are we trusting? We can trust ourselves, but our mind is a bit of a liar. So that's going to be tough. But you you trust the practice. You trust the daily practice. And that's how you begin to trust yourself. So once you do deeper days for a couple days, you'll start to feel it building inside of you. And then it will start to feel when you miss a day. Like, if you forgot to brush your teeth, would you know it? Yes, and if you don't brush them enough, you're not going to have any teeth. <laughs> so it gets so meditation and this practice of staying connected to your heart feels exactly the same way. You'll you'll do it for a few days, and it builds on it. It builds and it builds, and then once you don't do it for a couple of days, it's kind of like oh, I've got something feels off, and that's a beautiful thing. You know, that's, that's actually is a really good metaphor. So if you don't brush your teeth on a daily basis, you're going to lose your teeth. If you don't meditate on a daily basis, you're going to lose your perspective and and you're going to get lost in the, in the, in the world as it, as you perceive it to be not how it actually is. So, so this is another good point that I teach. If I'm teaching meditation to people, I'll teach it to put sprinkle in your 
um, if you're doing deeper days or if you're going to meditate or change a habit, put it in with another habit that you do every day. So when you wake up, open up your deeper days, read the self-inquiry, sit with it for a second, memorize that one line to repeat through the day, then brush your teeth, carry on with your day. Wake up, deeper days, brush your teeth, carry on, right? Because if you wake up, check your email, and I'll, and then that jerk sent this, and you and it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. So it you is. have to fit. You have to fit these things in where it's already part of your day, and you will have the most success that way. And that could be. I I'm. I tend to make jokes because I did do palliative care for 15 years. So I, I do make jokes where they're inappropriate sometimes. But even if you're at night before bed and it's part of your bedtime routine to brush your teeth, add deeper days, a little bit of spiritual practice, strengthen the inner muscles that you have. Get your mind on your side. Tell yourself a love story. The time is now and you're the one. And we're talking with Andrea L. Whalen, and we're going to take our last break of the hour, and we need to take a real quick one because she is so inspiring to listen to her. And when we come back, we are going to talk a little bit more about her inspiration and also some, um, some things that we can all do to improve the quality of our day-to-day -day existence and those around us. So... We're going to take a, that quick break I just mentioned, and we'll be right back. So stay right where you are. Song, song, sing, sing. That is <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> Hashtag song, song, is, sing, sing. <laughs> exactly. That is really good. You see, and I got you. I got you going, and you and you really came forth with some really good information. So thank oh, you. That's the idea. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Okay, you ready to go back? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about stillness. Yes. And welcome back to Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald. We've got a great show for you today. Uh, Andrea L. Whalen, she's an author. She is a yoga instructor. And now we're going to talk about <laughs> in the radio, you're not allowed to have dead air space. So, so it's kind of like people are going, huh? What happened? What did, did, I'm like, do I fill in? And, uh, <laughs> Is that but we're going to talk about stillness. How can you, you, first of all, how does stillness help you and why should you practice it? So, I wrote No Matter How Dark the Stain, Poems and Inspiration for the Woman of Pain. We've talked about how that's putting all of the tough things of your life into perspective. You need to have words for those things so that they're settled and become part of your body and less disruptive in your life. And then what I learned with the second book is you can really add a nice yoga practice or a practice that you like. Tai Chi, martial arts, something like that, where you can really delve into it and not worry about being taken off your rocker by some old thoughts, some old experiences. You can really embody whatever practice you pick. For me, it was writing deeper days and doing my yearly spiritual practice, um, which is um, transformational for my life. Here's what I found. After all of that, not escaping the things of life, some more uh, terrible things happened and I found myself in a different spot, which 
I chose to still trust my yoga practice, my Zen Buddhist teacher, and I really fell into a year of stillness. And um, this is where my third book, which is um, became number one in yoga on August 31st on Amazon. It's called Stillness in the Storm. And it's a conscious daily journal of yoga and spiritual healing. And on the front, it actually says, trust yourself, love yourself, keep it simple. Um, stillness is, a, there is just a whole kingdom inside of you, a, a well of knowledge, insight, feelings, experiences, tools, um, and I think it comes from having a practice. I think it's the magic at the end of the tunnel of doing something that you listen to your heart to do. I think there's magic from following and listening to that, to that inner bliss, to that inner intelligence, not at the mall, not on Facebook, not on these things, but really following your heart center. I think there's extra gems along the way. And that's what I found in my experience of being really, really still. I found, yes, I am the storm. Yes, I am the stillness. And it speaks. It's you mean to tell me that when you wake up in the morning and you reach for your cell phone, the first thing that's not promoting stillness, <laughs> that might get the day going <laughs> and get kids off to school. <laughs> um, yeah, stillness, it's, it's a practice and you have to make time for stillness, but without it, you won't hear yourself. You won't hear your intuition. You won't hear your inside voice. You can't. The outside world is too loud. It's too much chaos. There has to be a practice to experience stillness. And if you haven't, you're missing out. And, and not on anything on the outside, just on a piece of uh, and this whole part of who you are. And if you think you're great right now, it, there's more. There's more. You're greater than that. It's amazing when you when you think about it because there are people. I have people in my own life that they schedule themselves so heavily. They don't have time. They're always going somewhere. They're always doing something. They're late always for to get to the next place. They to the kids, to the soccer game, to the baseball game, to the to the work, to the to th all of that. Rather than taking that 5 to 10 minutes and that's really all it takes and to and to just be still and just allow you allow you to catch up with you so that you can just kind of relax and be and some remarkable things will come as insight to you don't they mm -hmm. vipassana insight it's the whole yeah the whole eastern culture is quite aware of this you know where you see it in somewhere that someone listening or watching this might notice if you watch the show billionaires is it billionaires billions billions i think it's on hbo and um, both of the head characters in that show, you'll see them before their big decision. They both run billion dollar companies, highly successful, have everything, right? But you'll see them before they make a tough decision, you'll see them with their eyes closed, laying on their couch, meditating, and then they'll wake up and be like, I know what to do. And they'll go after the next thing. And it's incredible. Yeah, It's, it's the same thing like... Um, to use a sports metaphor. Yeah. And it's been something Perfect. that is is new now, more new than 
than old. And that is if you, if you ever watch a professional golfer, as an example, what he will do every time. I know. <laughs> First of all, we fall asleep. We take a nap while we're watching professional golf. And that's, sorry. That's, sorry, guys. But uh, what they will do is they will visualize the shot that they're going to make before they make it. And so they'll be quiet and they will go through their mind all the steps that they are going to do and to make that shot the way they want to rather than just to address the ball. And it's becoming more and more prevalent in all kinds of sports that people are utilizing their mind to get the best outcome. But you can't do that unless you're still and to see what what you need to do next. Is that is that a good analogy? So you cut out for a second. But you you said people were using their minds, and then I missed that one little part. Oh, they're using their minds um, to get the best outcome that they can, rather than it just being a physical thing. They're mm-hmm. also addressing yeah. the, the inner wisdom and their mind to get the best outcome of whatever it is that they are pursuing. Kevin, that's yoga. Ah. That's to yoga. To yoke is to bring together, to unite. And as as I've said a million times, and I'll say a million more, it's not outside of us. It's inside. When you can bring your mental energy with your physical energy, of course it's better. Of course it's more on point. And, but you have so much more energies than that. You have your emotional energy, your spiritual energy. Now imagine all four of those all firing at top notch incredible incredible we're we're an incredible species yes this is what it's all about this is yoga you only better and if you would like to talk to uh andrea about about yoga you can you can do that if you go to uh, ganga-moon-yoga-square.site you can find her books. You can find everything about her. You, it, It's interesting that it is becoming much more mainstream and much more prevalent, not because somebody like Dr. Phil got up there or Oprah got out there and said, this is what you need to do. It's because people are doing it and they're telling their friends and family because it's working. People are seeing changes in people's lives yeah. because of how they are uh, being quiet and responding to things. Do, yeah. do you think? People are starting to speak up and speak out about things that we've long kept silent. Yeah. And it's time for that. It's time for people like me to speak about my experiences, to lift other people up. It's time for all women to lift up and share their compassion things. It's time for all of us to to let go of the shackles of guilt, shame, and fear and start that revolution of love that's burning inside all of us. We all have the same embers and coals in our belly, that fire. And hopefully with the words that I write, with the poetry that I write and through my books, hopefully it blows oxygens on the flames that, that it's already in your tummy to burn a bright fire. We're all connected. So when somebody else is burning at their brightest, then you and I are, are uplifted because of that, Kevin. It's not separate. This is the thing. That is, that is so true. As you, when you, well, it's like when you go talk to somebody, to, Talking to you, like right now, I'm uplifted by this conversation. And I'm hoping that our listeners are also uplifted by this conversation because it means something. It isn't just, um, you know, fluff. 
It is it is a deep down, if you really, really would like to change the way that you're living your life, you mm -hmm. can do it. But sometimes, as you did, you did a meditation practice and then got into yoga. And it's it's part of the evolution of who you were to become who you are today. And tomorrow, you're going to be even more special than you are today, if you can believe that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I had the gift of writing at seven years old. I was channeling words through me that were, I was looking at the words on paper, like, what does that mean? And, and now I understand what the process was, but it, it's channeling. It's putting words to feelings and people need to put their feelings into perspective so we can move on and get to the greatness because those feelings are little ickies and they can stick. But um, just something simple and easy for people to do. Let me give you an example from deeper days of how easy it is. So look through the window of now. Okay, this is day 110. It's called I see. So of course, there's a self inquiry question there. But if you can look through the window of now, and say that to yourself throughout the day, if you're at the traffic light, if you go on break on your podcast, look through the window of now, you're just strengthening that muscle of focus, awareness and concentration, it will expand, it will grow, you will hear yourself creativity comes from there from taking that pause and from strengthening it your entire life can change just by that look through the window of now it's 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 it doesn't have to be big how you and i evolved it can be very very simple now oh it can be and there are lots of steps that you can take to evolve yourself but one of them that i think is is really powerful is to do exactly what andrea said is when you wake up, you uh, read a passage from the book, and then you meditate on that for a moment or two, and then go brush your teeth and go about your day. But then with, when you leave your house, I implore people to do this. And I, I hope people do. When you leave your house, stop. Listen. Listen to the birds. Listen to the air. Absorb everything around you for just a couple of moments and then begin your day. You will find that you'll begin your day with a lot more peace, understanding, and kindness than if you're rushing around all the time. I don't have time for this, and I don't have time to be kind because I've got so much to do. So get out of my way. If you get rid of that and just be kind to each other, it can change everything about you and your family. Do you agree with that? I agree with that. When you hold the thought, uh, when you bring your attention back to that item of concentration, um, the example I gave was look through the window of now, you will naturally hear things different, see things different, all of that. Just by keeping your focus there, everything else is heightened. It's so amazing. But yes, I agree with exactly what you're saying. It, it is amazing, my dear, that uh, uh, two, you know, we are a couple of really smart cookies, you and I, you know that? We must be. <laughs> well, I, we've been through a lot of things. We've we've had a lot of things that we've been through. 
we've had a lot taken we've built a lot back up and i think we both have the same heart and the both passion to help lift up other people and i think we both want to see a world where everyone is shining their brightest and, and see what that looks like and you have the ability to do that just know it know your greatness know your and, greatness and then expect the adventure of a lifetime because by gum you're going to get the adventure of a lifetime <laughs> Yeah, this is an adventure. And and look at your life. If you're listening and you're not sure about things, just pack on that suitcase. Like, it's an adventure. Where am I going next? Who's going to be there? What outfit should I bring? Just look at everything like an adventure. Exactly. And, uh, Andrea, we've just got a couple of minutes left in the show. And I want to um, take the time to give you the opportunity to tell our audience anything that's on your heart for them to know. My books are on Amazon, Deeper Days, No Matter How Dark the Stain and Stillness in the Storm. You're also not alone reading the books. Just send me an email and I can help you or find me on social media and let's have a conversation to get you um, feeling fabulous. Here's what I want you to know. The dark parts of your life and the light parts of your life, um, the times you feel terrible and the times you feel bliss and pleasure are both love. You have all you need inside you and keep going. Keep going. There's more. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, it is my pleasure. And I think that uh, if, if somebody wants to contact you, did you give your email? I wasn't. Ganga Moon Yoga at gmail.com. And I'm hopeful that uh, there'll be people that will um, email you and talk to you about, you know, that this episode and this conversation uplifted them in a, in a special way, because yeah. I, I truly believe that every one of these does have the ability to impact people. It's yeah. not my job to determine how or when, but yeah. somebody that it will impact will listen. Mm -hmm. I think the heart, here's the heart. And um, thank you. Thanks for doing what you do to spread that message and for allowing me to share mine here with you and everybody today. It's, it's absolutely my pleasure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. You're going to have to come back and we're going to have to do this again. Cause there's so much more to talk about. Oh, I was hoping you would ask. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I I, I, I like to present people that, that really care and are in service to humanity. And you are, you are clearly one of those. And, yeah. uh, I, and I thank you for being here. Um, and, and by the way, you're listening to uh, Positive Talk on with Kevin McDonald on the uh, Brushwood Media Network. And uh, we're excited to be here. And uh, I want to thank everybody. And uh, Andrea, thank you. And it's, uh, it's been a great deal of fun. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. And have a, have a great day. And uh, um, I will talk to you very, very soon. Namaste. And gracias. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. No, namaste, I do too. I'm going to tell you on the next show. <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. And, You're welcome, uh, sweetheart. Thank you. Have a have an awesome have an awesome afternoon.